You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the uh, 22nd of February, 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and... Uh, it's been a bittersweet week. Um, been some really amazing stuff that's happened this week. There's been some incredibly tragic stuff that's happened this week. It's been a week of uh, change, um, loss in the SEO community, um, great controversy, the shootings in Florida. Um, then the attendant uh, action that that Twitter and Facebook have uh, have, have have started taking about right wing troll, ultra right wing or Russian automated troll accounts, um, and uh, the SEO community lost another um, young and 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 loved valued member, uh, Jill Sampy. Dave, what a week, eh? I know. I know. And you know, on these ones, like I, it's one of them. And you reminded me, like, I, I'm sure I had met Jill. Um, but to me, like, I, I, I hadn't like, obviously knew by reputation, but, um, and actually met, met her to me, like, as far as I, you know, I couldn't remember doing meeting her. Um, and it's always one of those odd, and I'm sure you've hit them too, where you're like, you see what everybody's writing about them. And, and, and then you, you can't quite tell speaking a bittersweet, you're like, well, I really wished I'd gone to know her, but then at yeah. the same point, right now I, I'm I don't. <laughs> right now I'm I'm glad I didn't because, um, for, yeah, it, it, it's hit those that, that knew her well, uh, very quite very hard. hard. Yeah. For for a short time, I knew her quite well on the, uh, on the uh, surgeons and strategies circuit. Right. And right. Uh, she was a lovely person, uh, really wonderful, giving, kind, always smiling. One of those. Uh, you're sitting in a group in a bar and a newbie walks in, okay? And so you're sitting around with all these people who are famous for their writing or for whatever contribution they've made to the to the industry. And then Jill was one of those people. And uh, some newbie would walk in and, you know, 
most people just go on with their conversation, Jill would find a way to make them uh, not only feel welcome, but make them like part of the conversation as if they'd been there for weeks, years, um, you know, since they were always part of the in crowd. And she helped more people get into the industry. Um, people like uh, Lauren Vaccarelli credit uh, Jill Sampi with, wow. uh, with getting them their feet in the industry. So, uh, and she was 37. She was like only 37 years old. Yeah, that's the crazy part. Um, cause of death is unknown. Um, at least it's unknown outside of her family. Um, doesn't really matter, I guess. Um, she's, she's gone and she will be dearly and, uh, and completely missed by, by, by those who knew her. Indeed. Um, some good stuff is, uh, there's some interesting stuff going on. Um, PubCon Austin is happening right now. And there's already some interesting stuff coming out of PubCon Austin. Did you uh, see the uh, note, Gary Ills, uh, that came out of Gary, Gary Ives' uh, uh, presentation? No. Okay, now I'm already excited. What's well, going on? Where you play? This <laughs> <laughs> may or may not be true. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is probably very much true but the way it's phrased may or may not be precise. Where you place content on your page oh. <laughs> yeah. will have an impact on your, on your rankings. <laughs> now, this is in relation to, to the mobile first index, and um, I think it gives a hint on how Google is parsing through websites, um, or through, 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 through mobile versions of websites. <laughs> um, you know, think, of the, think of how a website is displayed on on your monitor and then on a uh, on a mobile device on a, a much smaller screen. Um, in many cases, when even even when people do good responsive design, there are a bunch of objects that cram themselves into one space, right? And they're they're kind of like neutral objects in that they're not really expressing information to the user; they're just sort of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's getting at. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I, I didn't know which direction. Now, now, of course, knowing the story, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'd, I'd heard that one. It is probably my, you know, we, we've, we've covered a lot of these um, over, over the last month. I don't know why they keep coming up, uh, and it's always Google. Usually it's John, I think, over the, over the last couple. But yeah, the title over Search Engine Roundtable, Content, Order, Position, and Placement Matters. And I just, I loved that, right, because... <laughs> For the same reason you probably did too. I'm like, yeah, for for people who haven't been paying attention for the last decade, right? Plus, I'm sure, (laughs) of course it does. Uh, I I get that there were the nuances and and, and good for you touching, but as soon as I saw that title, I was like, oh goodness, is this another one of those? Right? Like just this like blatant grasp of the obvious. No, there there were some subtle, important points, um, you know, and as you bring up related to mobile, um, you know, basically, and I think, you know, this, this goes for all things, content links, you know, I mean, I'm referring to internal link. Well, I guess external as well. I mean, disagree with me if, if you think I'm wrong, but the more prominent a spot that you put an element on your page, the more clear it is to Google that you want users to see and engage with that, that element. And so yeah. the higher the value that element is, right? <laughs> That's um, I, pretty I, much I, it. I think that's I think that's the A part of the story. The B part of the story is um again like like the way you lay out your 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 desktop website 
if mm-hmm. you just do like this mobile conversion or, or use responsive design to um, do your quote unquote mobile conversion, um, you're, you're going to find that the narrative you're giving your user is broken up by a bunch of objects that your user totally doesn't need to see but needs to scroll past mm-hmm. to get to the, the, the content, the information that's actually important to them. That degrades their experience in, in the mobile world. And when we're talking about the quote-unquote mobile-first in, uh, index, this is the kind of environment we're talking about. Google doesn't care that you have great information. I mean, it's very important to them, but lots of people have great information. Who cares about how you tell the story? And, um, you know, like some writers or some like movie, like film directors like uh, Quentin Tarantino are, are, are great at telling disjointed episodic stories. <laughs> but most people can't. Like, and most people don't get it until the end of the story. But when it comes to your web page, they ain't going to the end of your web page. They're, they're jumping out and going somewhere else. And Google's just sort of circumventing that by not showing your web page in the first place. You know what? That's that's a really good point. I, I I loved that analogy, and all I could think of when you said it was the movie Memento. I don't know if you have ever ah, seen it. I'm not sure. going to I'm not going to ruin how it works, but it's the most brilliant use of that sort of disjointed nature. But you're right. I, it, it was engaging me, or maybe Jacob's ladder, um, right? It, it was you were captivated by this story, but it was so disjointed that yes, if you did that to a user on a website. <laughs> They're gone. I don't even know how you would craft a web experience. Now I want to try. It would be that disjointed, but still engage the user in a way that they were drawn to your conclusion. That would actually be a masterpiece if you could pull it off. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly your point is exactly right. And I think a lot of people are going to be hitting problems and unexpected problems related to this. I know I'm, I'm right in the middle of tearing apart uh, one of our clients or our newer clients. Uh, mobile experience based kind of on that they've got different elements in in their in their mobile um, their mobile experience and yeah all the elements are there but they pretty much went with like a default wordpress template mm-hmm. and you know and not that there's anything wrong with that if it happens to work out for you but yeah like they the you know they've got just stacks of images that that really don't matter much that's actually pushing their engaged content you know, down to the down to the bottom. Interestingly, they're a B two B, and and it's like eighty four percent. If I if the numbers jumping out, I, I mean, right, it might be five. If, you know, the rounding, but um, you know, uh, their traffic is desktop. So I I don't think they really cared historically <laughs> about about their mobile experience. And kind of fair enough, that's not where their conversions were. At the same time, you know, it's like HTTPS. It's like, well, yeah, even if you don't need security. You do. <laughs> now you do, whether you need it or not. Uh, and so, yeah, we're doing a, a big gutting and working with their developer to eliminate all these these top elements, move some of them to the bottom, just just abandon some altogether for exactly this. It's like, you're, I don't know what happens, but I know the priority of your content is about halfway down this scrolling. Um, you know, so not only is it a bad experience, but now it's going to impact or potentially impact your desktop rankings. And that is where your traffic is. So, <laughs> um, okay. And this is the point to throw kind of a spanner into across everything, just a wrench into the works because, uh, and, and this ain't us, by the way, this is, this is Google. So if you're going to get mad at somebody, um, remember, remember when we used to say stuff about like uh, flash and people would get mad at us, but we're only explaining what Google was like saying. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. still get really pissed at us for saying it. Yeah. Well, this might be the same sort of thing, and I just wanted to sort of uh, 
beat everybody to the punch in our noses, don't punch in our noses, okay? Yeah. Punch in Google's nose if you can reach that high because they're very tall. Um, <laughs> the desktop index and the mobile index are going to be different places. Google is going to be trying to differentiate who is searching for what using what device. And, they, and mm -hmm. they, do this, they do this very accurately now. But knowing that like the small screen presents a very different user experience than the uh, much wider screen of, of your desktop, um, Google has these two index, the mobile index and the desktop index. Until very recently, nobody could tell the difference because there was no difference no matter what Google said. Now Google says there is a difference, and there may well probably is. Um, at any rate, uh, we're probably going to be seeing a lot more bad experiences in lost traffic or lost ranking because more and more and more people are accessing the web from their mobile devices than they are from their uh, desktop device, but they expect to have the same experience. Except in certain industries, like the one Dave's dealing with, the uh, <laughs> bed and breakfast, where people are doing their research from their living room or from their desk on their lunch break. <laughs> yeah, right. it's 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 it is a, a real curiosity um, when when you hit those those specific specific services, right? That that just they they don't lend themselves to um, you know, and and I guess SEO would would be one. Um, like that, like I'm sure you've looked at your traffic, right? It's if I'm guessing right, and it's it's like mine. Um, the majority of it is um, desktop. I mean, if I, if I take out our blog, most of it is is desktop, um, and it, it absolutely makes sense. Like I can't see somebody sitting on their iPhone in a, on a subway in New York going, you know what I really need? I need an SEO. Right, like I mean, that's not the moment that you're going. Oh, yeah, this is this epiphany. Let's let's use this tiny little device and then research something you know quite complex that's going to be a massive decision for my business. Um, you know, blogs, yeah, because we're SEOs and we're all scanning around and following Facebook links and and whatnot or, or LinkedIn links. But um, yeah, it, it is unique when you hit those ones. I'm really looking forward to what's coming up. Um, I'm, I'm sure you are too, as long as, and that's, I think only because people like you or me and, and probably all of our listeners, uh, we've been prepping for this for a while now. So we kind of know what to do. I do wonder when it all comes to out in the wash, how much of what I've done will actually be wasted time for, for different clients. Right. And we'll get to see it where you go, oh, okay, that kind of site still ranks. All right. Um, so how much of what we're doing is, is not actually necessary, but you got to do it all anyway. But okay, well, this is where it totally comes down to knowing your client, um, and then not 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 well, I guess for us as SEOs and, and webmasters, but um, for for our clients, when they come to us and say these are my needs, and uh, 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 these are my my my, my customers, um, assuming they've got Google, if they got Google Analytics and Search Console already like installed on their site, you can tell mm -hmm. where the traffic's coming from. Yeah, but sometimes they don't. And um, they should be able to describe their customer to you, what their customer is doing and, and what they're doing to make a purchase decision. And uh, you, as the, 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 the SEO or designer, you should know as well. R general rule of thumb, um, if it's a B2B play, it's going to be done on desktop. If it's business-to-consumer play, it's all probably 50% likely on mobile. Mm -hmm. Um. So uh, yeah, know your know your customer even better. Know their customers. Um, 
we should probably do a, one more topic before we go to break. We got time for one more. And you know what? Noticing his Facebook activities, webmasterradio.fm owner Darren Babin wants you to know that he's got a couple cats. <laughs> yep. Just a Congratulations, Darren. Yeah, public service announcement here on Webcology. Darren and Brandy got some cats. <laughs> so what have you seen out there on Facebook, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'll go to one, and it, it heavily relates to this and another story that, that'll be coming up. Uh, but it's just a required uh, – I'm putting it on my – this is required reading. If you care about local, it's absolutely required reading. Um, if you care about ranking, it's just – highly recommended uh, you know but but not local it's just highly recommended reading um over at search engine land uh, a guy named adam dorfman i'm sure you know him um wrote what I, I i think is is a fantastic piece why entities and you know i love entities right like so uh, you know I, I am heavily biased but it's a great piece why entities may power the future of location-based data um oh. I, I want to talk about that one, but I don't know if we can talk about that just yet. There's a lot of information to pack into two minutes. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's funny. I was going to more put that on a, yeah, it's a lot of information. And if you want to chat about it, fantastic. I could go on about it for, for, for days. Um, but uh, for our listeners, anyway, head over to, to Search Engine Land. Uh, just give it a read. It's not actually, it sounds like it might be technical. It, it touches on technical, but, but it's really easily, easily understood and digested. Um, and, and just a, just a great piece. Well, it's important to, to understand that we're moving to a world where search and information discovery, as we understand it today is like, Kindergarten reading. Um, uh, Adam 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 Dorfman is talking about machines gathering as many data points as possible about individuals, stores, people's movements, what they buy, what they do, what they talk about, like all the stuff that your phone or your service providers be that Amazon or Google or Uber or whomever are, are collecting about you. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal when you, uh, we, we actually, we should have him on the show sometime soon to talk about this because when you, it's, this is, this is like an onion. When you scratch at the surface, you find layer after layer after layer of thing you have to think about. You know what? Absolutely. And uh, you know what? During the, the commercial break, which I know we're going to momentarily, I'm going to fire him off uh, a tweet and, and we're going to get that done. Okay. Very, very cool. <laughs> um, that would be um, uh, no guarantee that he's going to be coming on the show today, but we'll, we'll recruit him. <laughs> people tweet him all at the same time. He might. <laughs> she loved it. Like, it's amazing power at Fixed. P-H-P-H-I-X-E-D. It's this amazing power that comes with like um, 50,000 watts and uh, uh, an, an Akamai uh, pipe, pipeline, right? Yep. Yep. On that, 
we got to pay for those 50,000 watts in the Acme pipeline. And the way we do that is by subjecting you people to this sort of stuff. So on behalf of Dave Davis and BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Andrew from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 22nd of February, 2018. Stick around. There's a lot more Webcology coming up on Webmaster Radio after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webmaster Radio to, to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from BeatSock Internet Marketing. It's the 22nd of February 2018. And we've been honored, Dave. Ain't we that have, cool? We that have. Is, that's pretty awesome. Um, Ahrefs. Uh, you just want to yell, Ahrefs! Um, <laughs> ahrefs.com the uh the seo tool has a blog and the blog has listed the 12 best podcasts to master seo and stay tuned i'm not sure about the to master seo and stay 12 best podcasts to master seo and stay tuned it was written by helen stark and this went up today actually Two webmaster radio podcasts um seo 101 and us webcology are uh, in these twelve, and uh, it's 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 very cool um, to to be to be part of this list. Authority Hacker Podcast, um, 
the search engine nerds over at uh, Search Engine Journal. That's uh, Lauren Baker and uh, Brett Brett uh, uh, Satoris. Marketing Speak, The Moz Pod, Expert on the Wire, Search Talk Live, Recipe for Success, eWeb Results Podcast, SEO 101, uh, SEO Bits, Human Proof Design, Webcology, and the Technical SEO Podcast. They're voting. Um, they're asking what podcasts uh, people listen to. We, uh, you know, we're attention horse. <laughs> we love attention. <laughs> I don't know about you, Dave, but I am. Um, I'll buy you a drink for it. So, uh, yeah, please, uh, please, please go vote. Vote early. Vote often. Vote like a Russian. Vote like a drunken Russian bot, and like you've just like you know <laughs> um, taken hold of or expropriated a, a large botnet in the VPN network. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is just like it's one of those perfectly crafted um, how you ask for a review, uh, and and we'll talk about the problem with with asking for reviews or incentivizing reviews in in just a second with another interesting story. Uh, but this, this this one gets to be a perfect one because all we need to say is we're not offering an incentive. Hey, you should go over, read this list, um, and and vote uh, for the podcasts you listen to, and anybody that hears us, Jim. <laughs> probably listening to this. Probably listening. Not that they, not that they really should. I mean, hell, but I mean, I would. But anyway, the part about drunking, about about uh, voting like a drunken Russian bot that just got control of like some illegal VPN network. You probably mm -hmm. shouldn't do that at home either. You know, <laughs> probably not. But you know, what? I, I'm going to give a, a big thanks to uh, Helen Helen Stark um, over at AHRS for including us in that list. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, congratulations to everybody else who's on the list. Like, um, yeah, kind of, kind of like congratulating the Americans for the win on the women's hockey last night. Jim, come on, hey, not really. It's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know hard to see a loss like that in a shootout, but uh, I got to tell you, one team did play a lot harder than they, the other. They did. Like, they, they, it was an outstanding game. They deserved to win it. It doesn't mean I have to like it. But yeah, they deserve to win. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, what else happened? What else do we got going here? Um, well, we can go. Oh, there's a there's a few different directions. Um, but you know what? Let's uh, let's talk right now. Um, there was a law firm. I'm not going to list them just for their oh, sake. Yeah, yeah. But hey, and you can you can go and, uh, and and read all about it if you feel so inclined. Um, there was a law firm. They were incentivizing uh, people to review. Um, their company, um, give them five um, star reviews, giving them uh, tickets was, was the one that was mentioned in the article that I was tickets reading on it. Uh, tickets to the zoo. Yeah. And they're, they're giving away, um, you know, some, some tickets if, if you would review them um, just for the folks in the audience who weren't paying attention anytime Google's opened their mouth or any of the, uh, any of the, the, the properties that, that allow for reviews. Uh, you can't do that. Um, and they went uh, down to one review. They had hundreds. Obviously, this was a costly um, endeavor for them um, over time. And they now have uh, one review left. It is a five-star review, but they have one of them. Um, so, and over at Facebook, they have thousands. So the the you know pretty sure that that's how that's playing out over there. Although now there's an article uh, you know, rolling around going, Hey, and they have thousands on Facebook for violating the same rule. Um, so we'll see how long that lasts over on Facebook now. Indeed. And, um, and this is, a, this is a problem, not just for Google or Facebook. This is a problem for all the boards that, um, 
have user-generated reviews or user-generated uh, recommendations, it's gameable. And if you lose the trust of consumers, like, like, like why should consumers believe uh, Google's five-star ranking if Google doesn't clamp down on people who try to manipulate its rank in the, 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 the rating system? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's why, and I, I did appreciate seeing it, but I, and I'm sure you've seen, you know, a, a lot of, uh, you know, instances in the knowledge graph, right? You know, you'd search a company name, and then there's the number of reviews, and you would actually see some additional review locations um, below it. Often, Facebook, um, you know, ratings would be would be pulled into a knowledge graph as well. Um, I suspect that uh, that with this law firm, that's probably what they noticed. Like, we can't have a five here and a three there, so. <laughs> um, you know, let's incentivize people over on um, on Facebook as well. But um, yeah, just it, they're obviously cracking down. Uh, don't do it, folks. You you can't incentivize people to uh, to leave you reviews. Don't bother doing it. They they are cracking down. Um, and and if you're you're if you're sort of business listing has any value to you, and you're not just sort of uh, you know rolling your business listings, that'd be a really bizarre way to do things. Um, you know, then, then it's not worth it. Now, I do, I, I do want to mention this because I think it's, uh, it's worth mentioning. And I, I, we've said this before. I know I've said this before on the show. Um, it's good seeing Google taking more responsibility for the veracity of its, uh, of what is really a fairly flaky and open-ended rating system. Because mm-hmm. people take this really seriously, and the outcome of consumers rating your business be they real consumers or fake consumers either working for you or a competitor this can have a real effect on people's perception whether you're a good business or a bad business whether they should trust you or not trust you or even give you a chance in the first place mm-hmm. and uh you know, sometimes businesses screw up and get bad reviews but they learn from those reviews and they correct their behavior but nobody ever writes, oh, well, you know, the business I complained about last week totally satisfied my needs, and it's all cool. Nobody ever goes back and writes that. Right. They always leave the bad review, then they go off with their with whatever, you know, the business goes and solves their problem, and uh, everything's cool, except as far as, as far as other potential consumers know, that's a bad business. Right. Google should remove some of those reviews after a period of time. Because a review from seven years ago is hardly relevant to how a business operates today. Well, that's especially correct. I know um, I'm work well, not working with them, but um, there's a, a pub here in Victoria um, that actually changed hands. And I wasn't working with them, but I've chatted about their problem because mm-hmm. they knew I was a marketer. And, and so they were asking me about, yeah, what do you do about this? Because they inherited these bad reviews. They've completely gutted. The entire business on the inside doesn't even look the same. Um, And and their process is entirely different. They're like, what do we do? Like, all their recent reviews are, you know, there's some threes and fours in there. For the most part, they're fours and fives, right? And there'll be a couple threes thrown in there. Um, You know, and they get hundreds of reviews. So that, you know, good. That's that's not a bad balance. They'd probably average out at like 4.2 to 4.5 or, or something like that in there. But they're they're still sitting at a three because they're being anchored uh, by these ones and twos from, from years ago. So. so so you can't incentivize. You can't go up to your customers and say, hey, like, you know, give us a five-star review and I'll give you a hamburger. Right. What can you do? Um, well, it depends how you want to play. I mean, as you know, <laughs> it all depends on what you're 
tolerance for risk is. Um, you know, for example, if you have a high tolerance of risk uh, for loss, uh, they just had the reviews pulled. As far as I know, there was no actual additional negative impact. They're a law firm. If they landed 10 <laughs> clients, like, yeah, it depends on what your tolerance for, for risk is on this because I, I, you know, you, you've got to face the reality of it may have actually been an incredibly successful promotion for them. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore, but it may have more than paid. One class action lawsuit against the right company made all of those zoo tickets worth it. Right. <laughs> That's how this actually worked for them. Um, but well, what you can do, you, you, you know, you can have if you were, you know, at, at a, you know, a local business or whatever, um, you can have a, a sign to review us. Um, you just can't incentivize them for positive or negative. I don't even think you can. Like, it depends on, on, on which property we're talking about. Don't even think you can incentivize them in any way to leave you good or bad. And, and I don't, I can't think of a property where you could incentivize them, but you're not allowed to tell them what kind, but maybe one exists. Um, but yeah, you're not allowed to incentivize to do it, but you can generically ask in, in most instances, you know, if you had a, a sign, um, you know, exiting your, your store saying, you know, review us on Google. Well, you're just letting them know they can review you on Google. If you've given them crappy service, um, you know, then they're going to give you a one. You've given them no incentive in, in either direction. I know I personally would engage in something like that um, because I don't view it as, and, and it gets a little a little finicky in, in some of the wordings of, of some of the sites, but um, I wouldn't view it as a violation of the spirit of the law, right, in, in that case, where I'm just saying, please review us. Um, I, you know, if I, I, am confident in my service that I've given you good service. Um, I'm just saying, Hey, remember you can review us, um, without actually sort of trying to bias how you're going to do that. Uh, there are obviously some strategies and they vary business by business. And I, I won't say that I've, I've never, um, you know, been inspired to dabble in, in some of the lighter gray aspects of finding ways to pick and choose the, the way clients find out to inspire the ones that you know are most likely to be happy. <laughs> you know, I'll just word it that way. I can't give specific examples, obviously, but, um, you know, there are ways through, through email um, automation systems and, and, and stuff like that to sort of point it to people that, that you know are, are more likely to be happy. Still never, ever offer them anything to do the review never bias them on what the review should be, never ask for a positive review. Um, but I, I have worked in systems to sort of go, okay, we, we know that this client, for example, is a repeat client. Okay, as part of our email system, let's ask them to do a review. You know they're a repeat client, so they're more likely happy with you, right? Something like that. There you go, right on. Um, Jumping to a sorry, there's uh, uh, messages coming through uh, congratulating us on uh, being part of the um, that 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 the 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 top twelve marketing blogs. It's quite sweet. Um, more problems for Facebook and Google. They're facing advertiser pushback. As it turns out, um, 
appetizers such as like you know Unilever or Procter or Gamble or the Ford Ford Motor Company are um, concerned that their advertisements are appearing um, in uh, places they'd rather not appear. Um, well, basically straight up, Unilever has told uh, Facebook to clean up its act, stop publishing false news, and stop publishing uh, Russian bot propaganda, or it's going to pull all of its uh, ad spend from Facebook. Um, Unilever is the second largest um, brand advertiser on earth. So that you're saying that might have a minor impact on, on their revenue. A significant advertiser, for example. Well, for Facebook, I think it would have an extraordinary impact, given that um, this this number might sound sound really large, but we are now we are so far past this number being a big number. But you know, last year in in 2017, Facebook, which counts nearly a quarter of all people on Earth as as users, mm-hmm. only made 13 billion dollars in. Uh, in advertising ad, or saw revenues of thirteen billion in ad spend. That ain't even what they made. That's just the revenues that cross their servers. Google, on the other hand, saw just under ten times that at about one hundred and ten billion in uh, in ad spend. Again, that's yeah. not net. That's that's, that's total revenues. Um, but thirteen billion with Facebook. So Unilever pulling their hundreds of millions of dollars in the annual advertising spend, that actually that that could have an impact. And it could it could force Facebook to do something. I believe Unilever might have also spoken to Twitter because yesterday Twitter went on a major purge of uh, bogus accounts. Yeah. Thank goodness. Well indeed. Um I don't know if Twitter is going to be a less toxic environment. I've, I haven't done political conversation on Twitter since before the U.S. Uh, 2016 election because it was already a toxic environment before that. I mean, I, I use it for personal marketing and for uh, client marketing, but not for my, my personal interest anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, apparently they've, apparently they've cleaned it up. Um, thousands and thousands of accounts got removed. Um, Thousands of other accounts had the uh, Twitter verification removed from them if they were deemed to be misogynist or racist or, you know, hate accounts of one sort or another. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think it's like a political thing or, 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 or even a um, – it's not a censorship thing or a political thing. It's more of a – these brands want to be taken seriously – and they can't be seen with people who believe the earth is flat or that George Soros might hire moon men or something to stage demonstrations. So anyway, that's happening. Advertisers are actually standing up to the big boards. Um, think about Google controls, eh? Through like uh, AdWords, which are like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Through DoubleClick, which is the largest display network on earth. Mm-hmm. And through YouTube, which is the largest searchable database of uh, of videos ever, mm-hmm. um, that's a lot of ad real estate. Yeah. So we we we, we hear of newspapers, um, the the Toronto Star most recently, 
saying it's going to go out of business very soon. <coughs> if uh, because because those, those those sustaining monies just aren't there anymore. Hundred and ten billion in ad revenues in twenty seventeen. I mean, it's a staggering. <laughs> well, one of the money. one of the things that it does become kind of funny about the about the conversation though is you do have a company like Unilever or or whatnot. Um, you know, coming forward, and we're gonna we're gonna pull our our ad revenue in, unless you do these things. Um, first off, and and something I, I think is worth noting is that they're not saying this about a story with a with a specific bias one way or the other. They're not really taking a political stand per se. They're taking a no spam scam kind of kind of crap, right? Like the the yeah. Russian bot throwing stuff out. So just for our listeners to know, they're not saying right or left. They're just saying not crap. Um, but one of the things that I, I find funny about this is, okay, so you're, you're, you're Unilever and you go, that's it. We're going to pull our budget from Facebook. Well, that's it. We're going to, we're going to pull our budget out of AdWords. All right. Well, every competitor you have didn't just do that. So it's going to be about four days until you're back. Until back. <laughs> like, when all of a sudden the traffic starts going down, your board starts to panic. So I, it's a funny one. It'll be interesting to see how they make that play. They've obviously done enough to frighten, um, you know, some of the bigger companies. And I think it was an easy one because it was already a topic that they're talking about and, and focused on. Um, but would they really, like, have they over sort of played their hand? Would they really pull the trigger on that one in any meaningful long-term way? I, I, I doubt hey, it. Hey, you you mm -hmm. want to get a mention on search engine nerds? <laughs> Check this out. Okay. Yeah, like, where is Unilever going to take their money? Like, you know, what, like, Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> That'll get us a mention. <laughs> All right. Brent, that one's on you, buddy. Um, okay. <laughs> um, indeed. Uh, if Unilever or other companies were to pull away from Facebook, um, like, the traditional supply chain for, for advertising, television networks, uh, Newspapers, magazines, this is, they're kind of broken. People's eyeballs aren't there anymore. People's eyeballs are now looking at the digital world. They're looking at Facebook and at various Google properties because for all intents and purposes, especially in, in a world where you don't have net neutrality, um, in, in, a meet, in a gated and metered world, Google and Facebook represent the internet. Yeah. To so many people. Indeed. Um, yeah. Okay. We have other topics we want to talk about. I saw this great article on migrating a WordPress site. Um, uh, another one on avoiding SEO disasters. And yet other ones on um, uh, new developments in using in Google Pay. Uh, but we can't do that right now because we got to take a break here on Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davis and Bees Like Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm on the 22nd of February 2018. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break.
Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream, webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around, webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Okay, well, welcome back to Webology on WebmasterRadio.fm. The uh, 22nd of February, 2018. Uh, this is Jim Hedger, Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beeson Internet Marketing. We got about 10 minutes, Dave. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you want to go? I like this Google Pay. Uh, this Google this Google Pay story mostly because I'm fascinated with uh, with your blog. No, 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 mostly because I'm fascinated with uh, with how quickly um, our ways of uh, relating to money and and um, services are are, are 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 changing. Like like in, in ten years, we've gone from needing cash for every transaction to expecting to be able to do everything digitally and being really disappointed if we can't. Oh, indeed. Like if I walk into a place and they don't, it's, I don't, I don't actually have money in my wallet right now. And I rarely, rarely do. Um, and so this, I mean, to, to exactly your point, we're now entering, um, you know, what, what I'm pretty sure will be the next sort of evolution. And, and in Europe, they would sort of look um, at us and go, really, you're just sort of figuring this out because they have been using similar systems longer than I And this isn't across all of Europe, but um, in segments, they've been using their phone as as a payment device uh, for longer than us. Not everybody without, you know, we're not talking 100% adoption here, but they'll be more familiar with it. We're just starting to do it um, in any meaningful way. The story Jim's talking about for our, for our listeners um, is just uh, on the 20th. I was going to say yesterday because the blog post says yesterday, but it was written yesterday, so that's two days ago, uh, rolled out uh, Google Pay, um, so it, or at least rolled out their, their application for it. So basically, it's a, it's a, a middleman. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's basically a mobile payment device. You know, you can you can put your credit card into the system. Google now has your account, and you can now use your phone as a as a payment device, or this account as a as an a pay, as a as a payment 
uh, processing system like you would put your credit card into PayPal and now you can use PayPal. It's still coming out of your credit card. Um, however, you, you have the sort of added layer of security for knowing that your credit card's in the hands of a company like Google, not that person in a store you don't know and don't <laughs> or really, Equifax. really necessarily trust. Yeah, or Equifax. Um, now, what's really, really interesting, I mean, that's, that's all well and good. Um, one of the things I found interesting in their announcement on this, however, was that they were using it as a um, bus pass, basically, like a, like a transit pass. So you could, you could actually just sort of, you would have your transit pass, it was connected to your um, you know, Google Pay account, and then instead of scanning so yeah, a bus pass or, or whatnot on your way into, the, into transit, you would just tap your phone and, and it would recognize that your phone was that device and, and in you go. Um, you know, Portland, for example, has it in Kiev and London with the other two cities that, that are part of this test now. Well, of course, that gets my brain going, and I'm sure anybody else who's a marketer, because we're dealing with something that is a ongoing, it could be a day pass, it could be a month pass, it could be a one-off, you're just tapping it and paying your one your one ticket. Um, what this now inspires to me, though, is, right, we're not just talking about a payment device. This isn't me standing at the store just tapping my phone instead of tapping my credit card. Okay, having one less thing, like a credit card and, and just having a phone to deal with, because both are you know, valuable, and actually my phone is, is harder to unlock because it would need to be unlocked, so actually it's, it's more secure than a credit card, which you can just tap and, and you know, the payment is made. Um, but is the idea, and, and what that took to me is the idea that this no longer actually just has to be about payments. And, and in the, the post, I'm sort of leaping forward a little bit and going, okay, now let's say this isn't just about payments. Um, this is about my Starbucks rewards, right? Now, I, as long as I use um, you know, this, this Google Pay as, as the payment, uh, you know, processor sort of per se at the Starbucks, it'll just automatically register. And when I hit 10, it'll remind me that, hey, I've got this free coffee coming my way. Isn't that great? Save me having to carry those extra cards. Now, that would be, be handy. And, and it's sort of a given. Why don't you um, take it a step further, given that this is a powerful little computer you're carrying in your pocket? Mm-hmm. Why can't um, the, the 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 device or the app take your uh, your Starbucks reward card and work out the very best possible deal on on, on your order for you? Well, and that, and that is a good idea. Um, as a marketer, my brain locks in and goes, "Now I can target." I can target people who are one away from filling their card and go, hey, and today we're giving you a free donut too. I can target people who I know have paid at my store with their Google Pay. I know they paid that, but they haven't been here in two months. Um, you, know, you can now, the, the, the data, my marketing brain just locks in and goes, it's kind of a given that this will happen. Um, and so the marketing information Google will now have available to them is outstanding. Um, it was interesting because it reminded me immediately, I'd written an article back about five years ago, why would Google become a bank? Actually, technically they are a bank, but they're an online bank in, in, in Germany, but, um, or I believe it's Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, but why would they? Well, there, there's a bunch of reasons, most of which is data collection, but also having that access and, and why we would see things like Google Pay and we know what they're going to do, we can, well, we can sort of figure out really easily what they would do. Now understanding... In AdWords, for example, the lifetime value of your customer. 
incredibly valuable information. But if you're paying with Google Pay, now Google has all that information. You're not having to connect dots behind the scenes to try and figure it out. Google just has it. Um, so all of this massive amount of information would be incredibly valuable to Google. Now, how do they make this the default that you would actually go to? A lot of, I mean, obviously, they need merchants, and that's really their only sticking point right now. If they had a bunch of merchants, the convenience is actually high. And I do trust Google more than I trust many people I would have to give my credit card to in this day and age, right? Like I trust Google, not with everything, but I trust them not to steal my credit card, right? Like I'll, I'll trust them at that level and I'll trust that their security is in incredibly solid. Um, and that my credit cards are the least of their concerns if they have a massive security breach. Um, so one of the things that really sticks to sticks out to me is if they can have the adoption of merchants, it's kind of a given um, because there's so many people with Android devices and it would actually add a level of security and convenience. If I could, if they did take it that far and I don't have to carry around all these different kinds of rewards cards and things like that, which I don't believe you would because it would make sense for them to, to integrate that in there. Since this isn't actually where they're making money, um, they, they make money off AdWords. So when they offer a service like this, it's basically about data collection to make more from AdWords, they can come mm -hmm. in at a zero profit environment. All they have to do is break even or not even take, they could even take a loss. It just can't be bigger than their gains in AdWords um, and make it work. That gives them a massive, massive advantage over any of their competitors because they don't have to profit. Who, who doesn't have to profit? Well, they do. Um, in this case, still to profit. Um, so really, they can come in offering less, um, like lower rates in, in the merchant side of things. And I think that's going to be their win. And I'm really going to be watching this one closely because I suspect um, we're going to see some significant adoption by merchants. And I don't think it'll be long after that until we'll see some, some decent adoption uh, by the general public. We're already at about 12%, but who use it regularly? We're at about 5%. Um, who, well, who and, and this is one thing that's really important. Any any form of digital currency, be it a cryptocurrency or like uh, Google Pay, a representation of cash, but just a digital representation of cash, mm -hmm. it's only as good as where you can spend it. Right. For instance, you can't go into Starbucks with a Bitcoin, mostly because they can't make change for a Bitcoin on your, on your grande latte. Right. Um, okay. Actually, you probably can buy, uh, buy <laughs> with a fraction of a Bitcoin at Starbucks. Um, I'd be surprised if you couldn't actually, but there's, um, adoption is going to be a really important thing. I think that comes through deals with the credit card companies that accepts visa. The, uh, the merchant doesn't care how I'm inputting the information provided visa pays them out. Right. Well, and that's exactly, that's exactly the point. And if they can provide that middle transaction point, that part that gives them the machine that processes the transaction, if they can give that to the merchant free, mm -hmm. they, they win. got a winning idea. Yeah. And if they just charge the amount that Visa is charging them, they win. Um, and that's what it's really going to take is that they just need to break even to profit. Um, and, and I think that's going to be their inroads. And I suspect we're going to see it coming up very, very soon that this just is one of the core ways. And I'd be surprised if within the next year um, to two years, at least in a trip to the States, it may not have deployed into Canada yet, but at least in a trip to the States, um, if I'm not tapping my phone uh, to either process a transaction or to get onto a bus. Indeed. 
Okay, we got to leave it at that. It's been uh, it's been a full hour. We've gone full circle. So, on behalf of uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the twenty uh, second of February, twenty eighteen. Remember the AHF poll, um, best twelve podcasts out there. We want to, you know, want to be up there amongst the top of them. So go out there, vote, vote often. <laughs> Be safe, have fun, lots of great content coming up on the news after the news, so stick around the network. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.